0: with the final uh, full day of the uh, retreat together. Initially we'd like to take a couple of minutes to speak to you about the the day itself and from there in reference to the uh, Meditations and the practices uh, through the day. <clears throat> so, this, after- <coughs> Pardon me. this afternoon, the bell ringer kindly rings the bell as per usual at 2.25 and then we have a sitting meditation together. This is then uh, uh, followed with. He's speaking to you about the, the donations referred to as dana, D-A-N-A, in the Pali uh, uh, tradition. And your uh, kindness and support for uh, the retreat, the outgoing uh, expenses, the uh, support for uh, beloved uh, manager and uh, ourself, ourselves, ourselves. All of that is very much uh, appreciated and I'll speak to you a little bit about the tradition and the intentionality behind uh, this way of offering the teachings. From uh, th- uh, there, there will be the uh, opportunity, if you wish, to offer and share in terms of the donations. Then we'll meet again in here at uh, 5 o'clock. There will be the afternoon talk uh, at that time, so uh, later than today. And then the evening food at 6 o'clock with the uh, evening program of the meditation and the inquiry. and I were speaking together a couple of uh, (coughs) uh, uh, days ago and uh, uh, as you know there were many, many uh, cancellations this year so it's been quite a significant uh, shift last year on our retreats we had around 60 uh, people uh, participating I think quite lots of circumstances, global circumstances, concerns about coming to India and climatic aspects, and much more brought about so many uh, uh, cancellations. So these things happen in the world of impermanence and change and unreliability, etc. So in the conversation that Dora and I had uh, about this we appreciate, it might be quite difficult for people (coughs) to fix um, an extra week uh, here, some of you I know of course are here for the two weeks, so the uh, invitation, if you have the extra days and you wish, you would be very welcome to stay through until uh, the Tuesday, that means the morning of the fourth day of the retreat, which is on Tuesday, the uh, 18th of uh, February. We'll write this up on the notice board. And if you wish to stay these uh, extra days, extra, uh, until the fourth day of the next retreat, you're very welcome and invited and, of course, to leave quite mindfully um, on that uh, fourth day. With the uh, um, day-to-day there, Suticha and uh, myself, uh, with the uh, one-to-ones, so we will have four uh, one-to-ones in the morning, and that will be 11.45, through until uh, 12.30 and then there's another two spaces around the 4.30 uh, period and we can uh, meet with those of you who wish to come uh, uh, at that uh, time <coughs> this is just the uh, general uh, overview of the uh, uh, events, have I covered everything mm-hmm. All right, thank you Um, In the (coughs) mindfulness and uh, the meditations we had uh, four guided meditations yesterday evening. I would like just to touch a little bit more on uh, each one of those. The exploration uh, and the expansion here means that the quiet regularity of interest, connection with the breath, uh, with the body, with uh, the feeling tone, the feeling life, and with that expansive uh, awareness, that it might be rather beneficial to cultivate and develop each one as a real support for consciousness uh, support for presence support for connectedness with the immediate world around and of course with the breath, body and uh, feelings there With regard to the postures it easily can be for some people a thought may arise oh I'll try this let's say in the sitting walking or whatever oh I think I'll try that and uh, jump around so the recommendation here is that in the firmness of the intentionality come to sit walk, stand or recline And the firmness says, okay, in this sitting period I'm going to engage with the breath. In this sitting period I'm just going to take a primary interest in the feeling. Or just make one change, let's say, to breath, to to body, or breath, to expansive awareness there. So there is a significant cultivation of those four mentioned today which enable us to develop them and each one can be a real pillar of support for consciousness pillar of support for mindfulness and uh, and meditation there's much subtlety and depth with uh, each one of those it is also valuable to recognise and acknowledge through the meditations and through the mindf- mindfulness what is a, so to speak the underlying sense with it. What I mean by that is we're engaged mindfulness of breath, body or whatever, time to time just to look at the bare relationship to the event. The teachings give much emphasis to this. So the bare relationship may be, this is being viewed from a place of calmness. This is being viewed from a place of uh, some clarity. The clarity shows that we are able to perceive the object quite clearly. uh, Or, as mentioned to you as well, there can be a quiet absorption one with the breathing one with the bodily life and sensations one with the feelings Uh, they're harmonized in that and of course after a period of time energies and much else may change that and from that there is a change from the oneness with to the observation of, to the mindfulness of. And both of those, as mentioned, are really appropriate. They're both mutually supportive. It is just indicating a change, from unification with the object, and all the great benefits of that. Plenty of times in our daily life we need to be quietly absorbed into what we do. It's appropriate and skillful. There are times in our daily life, as well as here, where we need some space around whatever it is to look at it quietly and clearly. Both mutually supportive, both really beneficial. But we're always watchful. in both every things in life always have a little bit of a shadow around them, except for liberation, thank goodness. And what I mean by that is we can also get absorbed in thinking. We can also get absorbed into a daydream, into a fantasy, into a story. So, to recognize and appreciate what is worth being absorbed uh, in. Similarly, there's the mindfulness of, the clarity towards, Precious and important, bit of a shadow there as well. The shadow in that area could could be that there is some detachment going on. One is making so much effort to observe something, one doesn't realise one is contracting away from it, pulling away from it, making, so to speak, too big a space. And that would be at the cost of feeling, the cost of calmness, and the probability of more holding and pressure So absorption, that which is beneficial, worthwhile clarity towards, not, to, not detached from, not cut off from but r- rather close with, but there's a certain calm space to observe With each of the four meditations that means sit, walk, standing, reclined and you also here uh, means breath, body, feelings and the expansive uh, awareness all, again, the benefits and <coughs> that little extra mindfulness so, again, to make it uh, clear back to the shadow language Mr. one of Carl Jung's favourite uh, warnings to our species be watch out of the shadow etc and with the mindfulness of the breath uh, as you will have heard during the, the days is a real encouragement that there's a certain expansiveness with that I, I kind of strictly follow the guidelines and the wording uh of the buddha in the um, four applications of mindfulness the four sati patana patana think in hindi it means station patan no maybe not so there's there, there's a railway station called patankot <laughs> and uh, i remember there was a young guy monk Getting off there to take the bus up to Dharamsala, etc. But could be Satyapatankot, couldn't it? Really? So, uh, so it's the application. It's the quiet, as it were, planting of the attention there. And the reason I like the word station as well it's a little bit like a station so sometimes mindfulness is planted we stand on the station called the breath we're there for a while and then we leave that station and then we go to another station or applicant called the, the body and then another one the feelings another one the expansive open awareness and with the relationship to uh, each one of those the expansiveness of the mindfulness generally speaking in my listening to people is a little easier and more relaxed than that intensity of trying to be concentrated on the tip of the nose concentrated on the rise and fall of the uh, Uh, abdomen. Some people can engage in that quite calmly, without intensity, but for others it seems like concentration, concentration, concentration. So more expansive, mindfully breathing in, mindfully breathing out, know when it's long, know when it's short, that kind of process to me feels to be more comfortable and at ease. Maybe the mindfulness needs to go uh, with the breath. I'm sorry, with the body uh, there. And again, the relationship to the event is as important as the event. So, in this case, there may be some pains or discomforts with regard to the body. Sometimes we don't recognize or remember that the mind, heart-mind is so close to the body I mean, it's incredibly close it's not absolutely the same but it's not detached from and what that means is that the condition of the body in a difficult condition or in a very blissful, ecstatic condition can have an influence on the mind if we can be with it and absorbed with it or just observing all is fine and well but the mindfulness and the vigilance is that we don't grasp onto it to generate a reaction to sometimes a person has an ecstatic blissful wonderful meditation the body is filled with joy and happiness the cells are buzzing one person came to me once in a one-to-one and said christopher my kundalini energy is rising and my six chakras are spinning furiously <laughs> etc. Very nice. <laughs> and how is your response to this? <laughs> I asked. So there may be these kind of energies moving, spinning. Kundalini may be buzzing through the spine. You can see it shooting out of the top of the person's head, or whatever uh, it, it may be. Fine, all well and good. But what it's an important thing. What do we make of the experience? There's the experience of bliss with the body. There's the experience of pains and aches and stresses in the body. We explore that, we work with that. We have the freedom to adjust the posture. Sometimes, in the blissful experiences, the imagination runs riot. Gosh, I'm nearly fully enlightened. Um, I think I'll go and live in a cave and experience this every day for the next five or ten years. I'll go and shave my head and dress up in orange curtains. (laughs) I'll I'll renounce the children (laughs) (laughs) I'll let go of everything then I'll really really be a Buddha I'll I'll be imitating him who incidentally was not a Buddha when he left Yashodara and his son he was a guy in a crisis He was in a dysfunctional family He fled He couldn't cope with it But to his credit Six years later he woke up Realised what really mattered in life Wisdom Love Mindfulness Meditation Compassion Service to others and after meeting with his three friends, five friends, here in Saranath, offered the teachings of liberation from inflating the self and deflating it, a liberated way of teaching, next stop, Yashodhara and Rahula. Back home to the family to talk with them. After that, six years of absence, you was to a very, very dedicated father. Some wonderful conversations with his son in the text. Sometimes this gets forgotten. So sometimes the mind runs on a roll. <laughs> Lovely experience, and then it goes, goes on, on a roll. Be mindful of the roll. Sometimes there is a firm energy, quite a few people in this, who have sat in this hall and in the hall in Bodh Gaya over these last 47 years, a few have said, time for a change and for some that change has meant ordination, for some that change has meant going to Myanmar or Thailand, Sri Lanka, longer retreats elsewhere different way of life when returning back home to the West so sometimes deep experience do bring about an authentic precious new initiative why not sometimes in the pain which is in the body the mind goes in another role a reaction to the knees are really really hurting, they're very painful there mine goes into a fantasy oh my god I'm handicapped I'm going to spend the rest of my life in the cross-legged posture can't get out of it I'll have to have a special wheelchair made for <laughs> crippled cross-legged meditators all this I've heard these fantasies that's why I'm repeating them <laughs> so the mind on <laughs> a painful situation the reaction to and with the reaction to it's hard to recognise that it's so close as I mentioned to the physical condition it, it really gets they get back to that word again absorbed into each other we can't see what is what we can't see this is the body the mind is reactive trapped in it and in that absorption it all gets messy and fused up together There, our calmness and our relaxation and our clarity contribute to seeing this is body, this is mind This is a harmonious integration with the two. It's part of our practice. We touched upon in the uh, Evening Guided Meditation the feeling, uh, well, precious and uh, important. And it's not that you nor I nor anyone can be in touch and in contact with our feelings all the time. It's it's, an outrageous expectation upon ourselves or upon others. but we may need to connect and nourish and feel just a, a little bit more and recognize some of the beautiful precious feelings that take place here over the days. recognize those feelings in between and the unpleasant just to be quietly acknowledging of the feeling experience as a contribution to seeing the way that they influence our thoughts, they have an influence on our intentions, on our attitudes, and to really see that feelings play an extraordinary part, obviously, in the human existence. Let's not neglect them. Let's bring our mindfulness to this uh, uh, area. The expansive awareness is lovely as well, it's so, a real contribution and a very important one because if we're kind of a bit too much with the body or with the breath or with the feelings the self can get a little bit small, a little bit enclosed and sometimes we have that in the languages which is being offered. So we have the, what shall we call it? I'm trying to be polite here. Uh, uh, the school the school of self-help and self-love and self-compassion what else do we got self-acceptance sometimes I pop into the bookshop at the airport and I may say, time to time, (coughs) I'll see one or two of my books in the self-help category. (laughs) I wonder, why isn't there a category of non-self-help? It's developed a little bit further. Sometimes the the great help or the great support as we be engaged in this. Instead of self-help, there is this breath, there is this body, there are these feelings, there are these selves, there is this relationship. And the self is much quieter and make, opens doors for fresh ways of looking there are these sights, there are these sounds, there are these smells. So this fourth area of the expansiveness of awareness, really precious and one which the tradition, blessed, has acknowledged and recognised, is just to remind us, have this in the discourse of the Buddha here, to expand out the field of awareness so that we're not exaggerating... Self-importance. We're not getting into self-indulgence, and so our expansive awareness, which is receptive, we have the eyes open to what the seeing and the hearing, the sounds and the smells, and the events of the day, the temperature, uh, what is around us. This contributes to getting our modest, <coughs> short-lived life into a perspective because there is a sense of the surrounding world in which we live, which we engage and and in which we participate. Don't neglect this expansive awareness, it's genuinely a really important and valuable one. Easily, like the others, it's got a little shadow. And sometimes that, the expression of it is the mind begins to daydream. It opens out, it's expansive, but then one big thought comes, and an idea comes, and the objects, unchosen, called sights and sounds, get a little bit blurred. We're not in our <laughs> authority. As it's kind of light and spacey, we get a bit spaced out, and we're not really clear. And clarity and liberation go together like wood and trees. So, when we expand out to be steady with the expansion, recognizing sights and sounds, etc., and so that we're uh, grounded and the formation of our life fits into something bigger. And with the uh, concluding voice from yesterday evening of may we as human beings be as expansive as the reality of things is so obviously and clearly expansive. And if we forget, look up at the night sky, it's a spiritual reminder of the vastness and the expansiveness of it all. the being can sense that intimacy of that expensive can know can know that well <laughs> the rest contracted it's a kind of uh, pity to live a contracted life in a huge expanse so these are uh, our uh, expo- um, uh, explorations with the the process and not one of the meditations is more or less um, important than uh, any of the others so let's have a little sitting meditation together shall we